So this morning we are going to read from the book of Jeremiah. For a short sharing. All even a simple sharing. But very important. Amen. It says for pass over the isles of Chittim and Sea. And send unto Kedal and consider diligently and see if there be such a thing. Has a nation changed their gods which are yet no gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which doth not profit. Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, says the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and healed, and healed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. You didn't say the chapter and the verse. Chapter 2, verse. You can begin at 10. Okay, I begin at 11. I started by myself. I began with 10. But the point begins at 11. Kuwanga mwunguke mugeende kuzinga vya chiti mumulabe. Mutume ekedari mwetegeleze nyo. Mulabo wanga wali wali wadewo echigambo echenkana wo. Wali wo egwanga eliawa nyisaba katonda bawe. Abataliba katonda na ye. Na ya bantu bangi bawa nyisa echitibwa chabwe. Olecho echitaliko chechigasa. Samari lirecho gwe eguru. Otie echitatika Obale nyo Wayogera mukama Kubanga abantu wangebako ze Ebibibibili bande senze Oruzo lwama za maramu Nebesimira ebidiba Ebidiba tanka Ezomo taka Ebita yinza kubamu mazi Amen May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word Mukama agatomu kusakusuma kwechi gambo che I want to call this subject this morning Exchange Njagala okutuma obokuwa omutwe echo kuigiriza chino chengeno kuita okuwanyisa. You may be seated. Mutuleko. Exchange. Okuwanyisa. Uh, I've heard it say that the bride of Jesus Christ. Polideko ngachogiru antu omugole wa Yesu Christu. God counted her more of higher value than the blood than he, than his own blood and he gave his blood to get the bride that is an exchange blood for bride the definition of money is that money is a medium of exchange. So you get uh, something that you value above what you have. And you give what you have to get that thing. Praise God. But not all the people who trade 
are wise. All, not all the exchanges are worthy exchanges. The people who sell their father's lands to go and buy a border border or to go and hook well to them they consider that more value to what they are selling but to someone else will not see that to be worthy for that exchange you see so it depends on the quality of understanding that is in this person. What are you changing what you have with what you are seeking to have? What are you giving out? It is important. Amen? Esau Esau he exchanged the birthright for a morsel of bread. But Jacob was willing to give all that he could. If it meant, you know, all that he had and all that he would miss and lose he was willing to part with it to have that birthright to him the birthright was everything there was nothing in this world that equaled, that had equal value, or higher value than the birthright. Because that birthright, it means that once you have it, the blessings of Abraham were going to follow you. Or me say the blessing that God gave and promised Abraham were going to follow you. There is something that you can have. And it will automatically bring blessings. And there is something you can have. It automatically bring curses. Some time ago, I was shown by a brother, a certain man. Here in Uganda, having bees all over his body. Swarmed by bees everywhere. The beard. 
And he was covered by the beast. You have seen such people. I hear that all they do is to have to get a king bee. And when they put that whether king or queen bee, Maybe in their pocket, I don't know. The bees, they will always swarm where the king or the queen is. And they can never sting you once you have captured their king. Maybe there is a way he communicates to them. Because uh, if, you, if they sting you, you may kill him. So they have to make peace with you. And then they will cover you up. So, also, the birthright, once you have it, or once Jacob had it, he knew the blessings of God would swarm around him. That birthright attracts them. Even today, there are things that attract God's blessing That's why you can find someone being so prosperous in whatever thing he does. That's why we believe in giving tithes and offering and supporting God's work. There is a principle in the Bible that way it's more blessed to give than to receive. The principle says give your tithes and offerings in the, in the house of the Lord that they shall lack no bread and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and you blessings that you will have no room. That blessing does not discriminate color. If a white man does it, he will be blessed. If a black man does it, he will be blessed. If a yellow or a red person does it, he will be blessed. It doesn't discriminate the family in which you are born. That's why I don't believe that my family matters a lot. And I don't believe there is any family of a believer that matters to him. I believe that once you are in Christ Jesus, once you are in Christ Jesus, the blessing that he promised Abraham are directly related to you. 
directly. So God cannot say, I will bless you and I will prosper you if I find when you are not or you don't belong to Fumbe or you don't belong to Mpologoma or if I will find you from such a family now my blessings might find some hindrances you know when we believed Jesus Christ although physically we remain part of those families but spiritually we relocated we relocated clan something switched whereas we were not a nation now are we a people God we were cursed. Now we are blessed. We are not God's people. Now we are His people. And our culture is the word of God. The Bible is a believer's culture. Walk in it. Live in it. The blessings of God will come. So, Jacob knew if I can have the birthright all the blessings all that God promised Abraham will follow me physical blessings spiritual blessings will follow me God promised Abraham that he will have a nation of people and his family will be so big like the stars of heaven that like you cannot number them you will not number his children but how many children did he give him only one and to him in that one where two offsprings that could not be numbered so that one child gave birth to two but out of those two, one of them has a nation named after him. The name Israel is the name that God gave Jacob after receiving that birthright which qualified him for a change. If that birthright remained with Esau, Esau could have become Israel. And today we will be having a nation of Israel as offsprings of Jacob. I mean, as Esau. But now it is after Jacob. Why? Because the other boy was so foolish to 
to exchange something of the great value that connected with him to spiritual to God that was going to attract God's blessing and he changed it for food so he lost it Jesus Christ would have been born out of Esau all that was going to follow the blessing that birthright. And all that the Bible we have, all of it was written through Jacob. But it was after that birthright. When he got the birthright, he got automatically by that he got a Joseph. He got a Moses. He got an Elijah. He got Jesus Christ. He got a Paul. When he got the birthright. So the birthright was carrying all those blessings. He got eternal life. He got resurrection. And he got the new world. He got new Jerusalem. When he got the birthright. But now something of such a value. Because of lack of revelation. Someone changes it for a muzzle of bread. Look at his reasoning. I'm too hungry. I'm hungry to death. If I don't get this food, I'll die. What will this birthright help me when I die? Look at that reasoning. But Abraham, Abraham, he believed in obeying God regardless even in the face of death. That he got his child. Took him to the mountain. With a determination to slay him and bury him. For a bunch offering. Believing. The Bible says. He believed. That God is able to raise him. Because God is what never fails. God has said through him. Through him. A nation will be born. So if God. Is requiring me to burn someone. He said that this promise will come. That means he has a plan. He has plan B. I will obey God. Slay him. Bury him. God is able to raise him from the day. That he fulfills what he promised. Why couldn't Esau reason that way? If I die of hunger, God is able. Raise me up. 
But this birthright has eternal blessings that must be fulfilled. If I die, let me die. That is the confession. That is the mind of a true believer. If I die, let me die. Where you sleep, I'll sleep. What you eat, I'll eat. Well, you lodge alone where you die. I will die where you are buried. I will burn you. But I will not leave you. No matter what. That's a decision of a true believer. Here, someone has a birthright. And he's exchanging it. From Moses. Or bread. And where is Esau? Even physically. Show me one offspring of Esau. I'll show you millions of offsprings of, of, of Jacob. He did not want to die. But all the same he died. Where is he? His loss, he vanished. There are people who compromise to save their skin. To live for today. And tomorrow. In exchange for eternal. Eternal values. Balaam, Balaam exchanged wealth for eternal life. And for God is favor. Samson, Samson changed his anointing in the divine favor. For a, for a pleasure with a Philistine girl. Brother Branham said he gave his heart Brother to But gave his strength to God. God used me. But his heart was not after God. His heart was after Delira. What an exchange. What an exchange. And those things happen for our examples. That someone will be a Nessau. Someone will be a Balaam. Someone. Someone will be Samson. And someone will be an Abraham. Abraham. Praise God. Thank God, Brother Abraham said that Abraham was worth a thousand. Uh, a thousand lots. Amen. 
Do you think we are equally? We are equal. God loves us equally. But the quality of mind the quality of thinking is never the same. The quality of thinking is never the same. Look at the quality of thinking of Abraham. Look at the quality of thinking of Esau. Look at the quality of thinking of Judas. Judas called to be an apostle. Brother Branham says the highest calling of all callings. Brother Branham Agambo he was a friend of Jesus. He supped with him. He has, a, he has a, an opportunity to eternal life. To be one of the 24 elders of heaven. His name to be on one of the gates of New Jerusalem. And he exchanged that for 30 pieces of silver. Yet Abraham, Abraham, when he was called to follow God, he left everything. And the Bible says, He walked in the land of promise with Isaac, with Jacob, fellow heirs with him of the promise. And he walked in it as a stranger. And he lived in tents. He did not even build a permanent place. For his vision was here there is no eternal, there is no city that lives forever. I'm looking for a city which has foundations whose build and maker is God. I'm looking for a city that the eternal one lives in. But now this man, he buys a field out of the third pieces of silver where he hanged and burst. Compare that quality of thinking. Remember recently we Shared on the power of thoughts. And the way man thinks in his heart. That is the way it is. And your thinking will determine what your exchanges are. We sing a song, it's worth it all to be ghost child. To trust him through. Amen. It's worth it all to feel his power. 
And to know that he keeps us every hour. Now let me get into the quotes here. But thank God there is a fountain filled with blood where sinners plunge beneath the flood. You don't make church members. You make Christians out of them when they come to that fountain. Why would you leave the fountain of living waters to drink at such a cesspool as that? This is from the message broken sisters. He got it from the very scripture that we have read. My people have done two evils. They have left me now that they have exchanged me for I'm a fountain of living water but they have exchanged me for a broken system why would you leave the fountain of living waters to drink such a cesspool as that no pumping up its power is within itself. It needs no priming. Priming is to, to, to treat the water. It's already good. It's already clean. There is a very vast difference between fountain water and pool water. Stagnated water. Stagnated water fills with rain. And rain pulls every data thing on the highland. Human dung, animal dung. Dead animals. And every filth collects it in the dam. And there it is. Contaminated. It doesn't wash itself. But attention well. A fountain comes from very far. There is a network of water in the ground. That network, they are called those channels. They are called aquifers. And as they move in a big network like, like veins in the body, they flow the same direction and they are at different layers, levels towards the same direction. And as they, as they pass through the ground, they get filtered 
the path through swamp, the path through whatever, through sand, through whatever, and they get filtered. And by the time you get that water on the other side, oh, it is so clean. And it doesn't matter the drought. Because its source is not on the on this world, it's not on the surface. It comes from beneath, where the heat cannot, of the sun cannot affect. And that fountain is ever bubbling, and it is always fresh. So. In this message of broken systems, Brother Bram was comparing such water with these broken systems water which depends on the rain. And then it collects all the data things and their wiggle tails and there are things there. If you drink it, it will kill you. So contaminated. And God was comparing himself with a... He was saying he is a fountain of living water. And then they leave him. And they go for cisterns. Broken cisterns. So he's saying no pumping up. Its power is within itself. It needs no pumping. Yes, sir. For itself, its own life is in itself. That's the way the seed of God is in a man's heart. The life of God is within the individual. Not in the church. Oh, let me repeat that. You don't need pumping. The life is in you. It is not in the church. There are many people who backslide in the lockdown. Let there be a lockdown. It's a blessing to have a lockdown like this. Because it proves who has the life of God and who is an artificial Christian a really Christian he doesn't need to pump whether he's in Babylon or whether he's in Jerusalem he will walk with God praise God the life is in him amen amen it's in you. You are the one that has the germ of life in you. Why should anyone to swap it for a swamp? Why would you swap an artesian well, a fountain well with a swamp? How would you like to swap an attention well 
for a swamp water. Full of bugs and contaminations of all kinds of man-made theories which God said that that adding one word to his word, taking one word from his word, his part, his part would be taken off the book of life. That swamp water is dirty. I don't know how many people would know what I'm talking about. But people who always travel to Mbarara, Western Uganda, will understand this. That after massacre, immediately after massacre, between massacre and there is a next town there. Is it Chabakusa? I think so. There is a swamp there. And as you go down from that roundabout between Masaka and Chabakusa, there is that swamp. Whether you are in a sealed car, you will feel such a, a stench. Like a sewage. In people sometimes think their neighbors have polluted the car. Kumba, the thing is coming from a swamp. Now that swamp types denominations who depend on creeds and dogmas adding to the word of God and taking off from the word of God. It also types the world drinking clubbing running with halots someone who has no control on his body on her body she runs with this one and with that one. She gets this seed in her and another seed with her. And a child of God would abhor marrying such a, such a filth. That's why God's daughters should keep themselves virgins. Children of God can only for love them and marry them on the basis of forgiveness. That they have repented to them and they forgive them. But I want to add something. It is easier to forgive one who came from the world that way than someone who is in the church and defiling herself. That is a swamp. There is a 
there is an automatic abhorrence. About someone messing herself. And a child of God automatically feels but what about in the world? Brother Branham called hog eat hog. It is filthy. Out there. And want someone calling himself a child of God. And he can convert the life out there. And he goes out there to wallow in the filth. That is swamp. Water. But Jesus gives clean, fresh, pure virgin water. When you take of Jesus, when you take of his spirit, oh, he takes away all the thirst. He says you will never thirst again. It is thirsty satisfying water. That is Jesus Christ. He is the water of life. He is living water. Praise God. And there is that fountain. I was, I was in the office and Brother Patrick started singing and said, The Holy Spirit has led him. He started by singing, There is a fountain. Drawn from Emmanuel. And seen as plunge beneath the flood. The greatest Oh, isn't it wonderful? This is heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Would you not swap this for anything? You know how I love to fish and how I love to hunt. Because I see God out there in the wilderness. I love it. But oh, I wouldn't change one minute for this. For all the experiences of hundreds of years. One minute in this. That, that satisfaction. One minute in the presence of God. Where you feel you are seated with Christ Jesus. In the you cannot change it for any pleasure. For any sports. There is nothing that can equal. 
A touch of the Holy Spirit. Oh, it brings such satisfaction. Until one, after testing, a touch of God, and then he shouted, test and see, the Lord is good. Test and see, the Lord is good. I'm thinking of one strange exchange. A prodigal son who loved his father's love and care and inheritance. He sold it. He felt the father was restricting him controlling him Ruling him. He wanted to have his own life. Like the modern renegades. They quickly say, It's my life. It's my choice. They easily speak that to their fathers and their mothers. I don't care. I don't mind what anyone thinks of me. It's my life. It's my choice. That's a renegade talk. Children who are watching this with your parents forsake that. The love of your parent is as precious as the commandments of God. And David said, He will tie the commandments of God around his bedpost. And he meditates them in them day and night. For he said they are sweet. I'd rather be restricted and controlled and ruled than to be a free wolf. A wolf has no master. A wolf is a dog without a master. No one rules it. No one keeps it in a face. I have a dog at home. It's a male dog. It has never had a wife. So sometimes when we open the gate, it wants to run out. Because it feels it is missing company with others. Maybe it smells the dogs out there. The wolves on heat. And it would want to go and join them. But it is first. Sometimes I feel for him. But that's a child of God. But I care for it. 
I treat it when it is sick. I can spend heavily to treat it. I buy for it meat. I feed it. But who cares for a wolf? It cares for nobody and nobody cares for it. So a child of God loves to live in the confinement of the Father. It is risk there to be under nobody's control. The wolves of hell will tear you up. But I want to be safe in the fortress in the heaven of my father. And his word and his laws are not a, a heavy bondage to me. They are light and sweet. Praise God. Come attend so there are people who say it's my life. I don't care. How can you not care? That's what the prodigal son felt. And he exchanged family life for social life out there in the clubs. And with harlots. And the Bible calls it riotous living. But out there nobody cares for you. Every crook is on his own. You just meet in the bar that's where friendship ends. You cannot compare that with a mother's life. Who can give her life for you? You can't compare that with a father's love. Thank God the Bible says when he reached the level of eating with hogs, Eating hog husks. The Bible says he came to himself. He regretted and he felt remorseful. That is the type of anyone who leaves the house of God. And the joy of serving the Lord. And he goes to live a pleasure to satisfy the pleasure of the, the of sin in the lust of the flesh. What an exchange. Abraham said, Brother Abraham Nagamba loves to fish, loves to hunt, but he cannot compare with a joy that satisfaction that is in Christ Jesus. God creating me a revival. Let me be the revival. Let each one of us be the revival. The revival in me. Make me Lord to hunger. 
Make me to thirst. Create in me, Lord, that what is needed in me. Let me from this hour on be thine. More consecrated servant. A better servant. More blessed of you. More able. More humbler. More kinder. More willing to work. More looking for the things that are positive. And forgetting the things that are in the past. And the negatives. Let me press towards the man of Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. That is from the message recognizing your day and your message. This is from the message remembering the Lord. There is some kind of an emotion within a, a born again Christian. When it pulsates, there is something has to happen. That's all there is to it. There is nothing like an old-time Christian. That's right. Wouldn't take nothing for it. My experience wouldn't swap it for no riches of the world. All the whole world. All the solar system and all. For what Jesus has taught me of himself. The emotion the feeling of the presence of Jesus to feel you are that only fashion Christian without blessed assurance says no man in this world can buy it not even the solar system can't swap it for nothing. Praise be the name of the Lord. I tell the people everything that I have. Every penny of money I get. Everywhere it, it all goes to. And there is my records from Uncle Sam. I think Uncle Sam was the treasurer of his ministry. There is my bank and there is my family, my home. Clothes I get, people give them to me. So, so there you are. I don't need money as long as people does give to me. 
I'd rather have prayers than all the money. So that means all the money belongs to me. Some friends, some friends. You see, and the friends of Christ is my friend. And I'm a friend to the friends of Christ. And so that is the way I get along in life. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I love this. I love what I'm reading here. My friends are those who are friends of Christ. Wonderful. Chirunji. Wouldn't swap it for ten billion dollars. I don't know how many feel privileged to have God is children as your friends. Some people choose to have crooks they live in the company of OBs and OGs. Crooks. But it's worth it all to have God's children as your friend. Those who love Christ. The friends of Christ are your friends. Oh, I thank God for that. I see this in my life. I want to have those who are friends of Christ to be my friends. Not to associate with anyone for money. For offers and for rewards. But for Christ. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Wouldn't swap it for 10 billion dollars. I'd rather have it. Oh my. Yes, sir. That is better. And my expenses run totally. I said, listen, uh, 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 oh my. I've suffered something of, you know, in the recent years. There was a camp, they, start, they started a campaign of, of ministers to the campaign my ministry. And they would uh, put all kinds of lies leveled against me as a very, very rich minister who doesn't care for them. And, and then they had those who buy them to follow them. When you have a debt, they call them to give them money to help them. But these are men who have damnable heresies. 
who go on uh, defiling sisters, women, people's daughters, but having a lot of money that they steal from the government. And I could talk to the ministers, money is not all that we need. What we need is God. But that move was so powerful. It was a tide of evil. It hurt me for long. But at, later on I understood. It is there sent by God for a reason. To sweep away people who would have associated with me for benefit. Until one recently said, how can I go with him that didn't help me? I have to go with one who, who has helped me. And truly, God is my judge. I've helped that fellow so many times. I hate to say it. But I'm a poor man. I bought a car. I sold my old car. The, the trustees helped me. They sold the old car. 11 million. They added we bought a car 15 million. They said he bought a car 200 million. And he doesn't help fellow ministers. One said that I'm extracting sand and I'm selling to all the buildings of Kampala. I don't know even how they put torch in my life. And truly I extracted sand. And while I was extracting sand, I was told that where there is sand, it doesn't grow very healthy vegetation. So I put people to battle to dig their sand. And I tell them yes to give me something from whatever they are selling. In total of all that came out of it, I wonder whether I even got four millions. But what I've used to cover all those pits of sand is millions and millions. And that goes among some ministers. As someone who has a lot of money getting from sun. And a lot of propaganda to portray me as a very rich person. Who don't care for them. Yet I do. With the little that a poor man has. He will share with a neighbor. But it may not be as much. A propaganda such a campaign. But I came to admit, to accept that. I say, if my love and my fellowship. And my friendship with anyone, any is about to benefit, benefit. If you're hanging around me to benefit, 
benefit from me. Physically. There is no, there is no valuable friendship. My friendship with you, why not on the word of God? Why not on Christ? And the other common saying out there, Gideon is a good preacher. He's perfect on the word of God. But he doesn't give us. And I give them. But I have little. I can give little. When I have little, I can only give little. So, I have to someone to I hope someone hears this someone this morning. Until it came a time I felt I'm tired of parasites. If you are company with me and friendship with me, is on benefits. I don't need you. If you're there ready for the highest bidder, that friendship is no good to me, doesn't benefit. Me. Our friendship must be on Christ. I want to have friends who may be few. But who are friends of Jesus. And they love me because I'm a friend of Jesus. We can reach very far. God save us the temptation of seeking to gather so many around us. One time Brother Bram saw a vision. He saw heaven open and saw a big Bible displayed on the earth, on the sky. And the sword came out of it. And Jesus walked out of it. And then when he saw him, he started weeping. And Jesus told him, Your problem is that you walk with too many. He that walks with me walks alone. But how many times do you want so many, so many? We want to please that one. Want one, one. We, want to we want to politically keep someone around us. Jesus did not do that. Paul did not do that. I want to be a friend of those who are friends of Jesus. And I want those who want to be my friend, they should be because I'm a friend of Jesus. Let me continue. The bank, they tell me, said, that's all right, Reverend Branham, if you are, over, uh, if you are overdrawn, uh, just let it go. You will take care of it. So, so it makes things fine. Then I just live by faith. That's all just by faith. That is the greatest thing I ever knew in my life. He's living by the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. Knowing he loves me. And blesses me. And taking up. And taking up money. 
Not what I ask for. I never. But the money that has been offered me, I would be a multi-millionaire. And I take it to myself. You know what? That gets you in trouble. I'd rather just take a day by day, day by day. Just live for the Lord. What I have need of tomorrow, He will provide tomorrow. So, not taking one of a hundred means what? Whatever money come in. But he sent he sent it out to the ministry to go and serve the Lord. What an example. I have two more quotes that I close. Now Abraham forsaking his people. What did he get in back of it? What comes beside that? He became the father of many nations. God made him the father of many nations. What little he gave up. Then look what he became. Jesus said, who will forsake me? Who will will have fathers, mothers, and so forth? Who forsake his father, mothers, Look at the business of eternal life. Jesus said, Okay, he was walking with the disciples. They met this man who said, Good master. What shall we do to inherit eternal life? Said, if you will inherit eternal life, go sell all that you have. Then come follow me. The man looked at the wealth he has. Selling it. And swapping it for eternal life. He could not. To him. All that he had. The lands. The cattle. The investments. He counted it of higher value. Than to follow Jesus for eternal life. The Bible says he turned and walked away. There are many who walk away from the gospel because of the sacrifice that is involved. Many, actually, that young rich ruler. As many converts. Amazima omogago omuvubuke yali omufuzi aina banji. 
Those who follow where he passed. They look at him and say, following Christ and getting saved, he's going to leave his religion. Because it doesn't agree with the Bible. The Bible is going to change it. He will notice that he's going to separate with his father and his mother because his mother does not agree with getting saved. He notices that he's going to separate with his girlfriend or with her boyfriend. He's going to separate with taking bribes. The money that he has been getting from his workplace there is one person who got saved and came to He repented of the thefts that he did at the workplace. After repenting of such thefts, now he had to survive by his salary. He was hit by poverty here. After some time, he went back. surviving because at his workplace he had been surviving by bribes. Now he had failed this salvation work. How will he survive? He won't build a house with his salary and allowances. Even now he loves this gospel. The cost is too great. That's a combat of the young rich ruler. And when the man turned away, Jesus turned to his disciples. Says it's hard for a rich man. Those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of heaven. Then a come out to enter the eye of a needle. Then Peter turned to him. Peter said, but master, for us we have done that. We have left our families. We have left our business to follow you. What shall we be given? Jesus told him. He told them. No one has left. Father, mother. Siblings. Wealth. There will not be given a hundredfold. On earth. And in heaven. Eternal life. Look what Abraham got by forsaking all and following him. Your sir, father of many nations. But first he had to separate himself from all unbelief. And even from the call, from his called lukewarm church member brother Lot. He had to forsake Duty. himself for that. Everything that is got unbelief in it. You have to separate yourself. Anything. If it's a creed. If you're in a church. And all you are depending on is a creed. And don't believe 
the word and if the word is contrary the creed is contrary to the word you will have to forsake that you will have to forsake everything and God never did and God never did bless Abraham until you totally obeyed him. Abraham wanted to take his dad along. And the old man was a fly in the ointment. All the time. Finally he died. Then Lord, there was a strife. There was strife. And everything. And as soon as Abraham fully obeyed God and separated himself, and let Lord God on down there in the good lands, wherever he wanted to go down in Sodom, then God appeared to Abraham and said, Lift up your eyes. I give you the I give the whole thing to you. Abraham was the one who separated. He was the one who separated all to follow God. And is the father of faith. He is the one that we believe to be the faithful one. The promise was made to Abraham and his seed. We have been dead in Christ, Abraham's seed. We being dead in Christ, Abraham's seed. Hears with him according to the promise. Israel forsook Egypt. Yaleka. We are talking about forsaking. Forsook. And the subject this morning is exchange. Forsook Egypt. They forsook the old lands down there in Egypt. To receive what? Palestine. They came from the horrible place down there in Egypt. Taskmasters. And there is many people today, young women, out there in the desert smoking, drinking like we see here on the radio the other day. These police had to come arrest that bunch of young women down there. Out in the street, God wailed with that old devil spirit. Got on them to this new boogie woogie, ever what they call the thing. And out there on the street, gone crazy in their mind. Really, if a young lady, lady has got an ounce of distance about her, all a young man, either one. That thing is a taskmaster that drives them to do that. You forsake that. And God will give you a dance. In other words, going to dance boogie woogie. Rock and roll. 
forsake that. God will give you a dance. A Holy Holy Ghost dance. Oh man, he sure will. He'll give you one. If you'll just forsake that back, you've got to forsake all the things to have it. You just can't continue with both of them. He got Palestine. Abraham did. Abraham did. He got Palestine for land. They left the old land down. There. A land flowing with milk and honey. Where did they leave? What did they leave? They left the hot sun under the taskmaster down in Egypt. Why did they get for leaving that warm sunshine down there? They got to walk in the pillar of fire's light. Leaving that hot sun down there to walk in the light of God is pillar of fire. What an exchange. I'd like to take that exchange. Wouldn't, wouldn't you? A pillar of fire. Walk in the natural sunshine. Where they were driving under taskmasters. To come out there and walk in the God's light. Under the power of the Holy Spirit. A pillar of fire. That was leading them to a promised land. Something today. Walk out of the light of this world. The things that are of the world. Walk in the light of God. It leads you to the promised land. They also left the old garlic pots of Egypt. Flesh pots down in Egypt. What did they get when they forsook them old flesh pots? They got it. Angels' food. Manna come down from heaven to check the place of garlic. Now, if you have never eaten nothing but garlic, let me tell you something. God has got a heavenly a heaven full of angels' food. To feed you, that's right. Angels' food, that's what they got instead of that. Instead of the old garlic of Egypt. They left the muddy waters of Egypt. What did they get out there? To drink from the rock that was smitten in the wilderness. Of the pure crystal waters of God. They left the old muddy waters of Egypt. The old denomination of upside down muddy waters. 
That's the way we have to do something today. Sometime today, leave that old creed and denomination that says the days of miracles past. Them guys are crazy. Just about a bunch of holy rollers. Leave that thing behind and come over here and drink from the fountain filled drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Sinners plunged beneath the flood lose their guilt stain. Leave that all water of mud all mixed with doubt and frustration and down at night time and have soup supper and boil up some old chicken and sell it no for 50 cents. to pay the preacher. That is fundraising. In the church. They do fundraising. fundraising. bring chicken, ducks. And pumpkins and eggs and goats. And they sell them in church. Bakula fundraising. Doing fundraising. Not auction. And computing. And they do auctioning. Oh, that is another name. Eh? Five thousand times one, five thousand times two. Hey, he is buying ten thousand. I'm buying it seven thousand. They sell in church, they've turned it into a market. Jesus found those who are selling in church, he whipped them and he chased them out. I don't know who allowed them to start bringing the market in church. God told us to give tithes and offerings so that we can meet the needs of the ministry. Not to sell goats, chicken, and ducks in church and eggs and matoke in church. When if you'd get over here under God's laws, Amen. and God's holy commandments, and work with God, you will pay your tithes. And the preacher will, will get along fine. If you just take God's way of doing it, Old muddy waters to drink from the rock. Hallelujah. They left them busting physicians of Egypt. Saying we are the smartest men in the world today. They left the busting physicians to be with the great physicians. You know who the great physicians Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Amen. I like to see some physician today carry on like that great physician did. 
Jagalo kulawewo musawo munga atamu luwanga kula ngoli omusawo mukurubo ya kula. Them people was in the wilderness for 40 years and they came out without a fever one among them. Baata amlila mudungwe liokumare na miaka makumiana na yenga tebali imumu nafuye na. There wasn't a fever person among them 40 years. Tebali imumu nafuye na na mluwade mubumi yaka makumiana. There was over 2 million of people that came out of that time. Bali abantu abasu kambuka debubili abafuruma yomu chiserecho. How many babies born overnight? But they had a heal in their midst. Brother Branham never did quote exactly how we got my name. I forgot now exactly the quote goes. But someone came and asked him, Wafunyo Gemewa. Where you know, I don't know whether it was smallpox or chickenpox immunization. Nagamanti. And he said, I was immunized many, many years back. And he said, even every day I get immunized. And he said, what do you mean? He was talking about the touch of God. That is the healer. Thanks be to the Lord. These things that are going on, corona vaccination and whatever. Let me tell you my mind. It's not good to oppose them. If you feel like taking it, it's okay. It's okay. If you don't feel like you're already vaccinated by now. But if you want to be vaccinated, it's okay. They say it has, it is, has dangers. It has Yes, Jesus told us. If you drink anything evil, it won't hurt you. Even if you will be beaten by serpents. What about being vaccinated with a vaccine that has an ill intention? Whether it comes from China or India, I bring it under Mark 16. When you drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt you. You vaccinate me. And even if you resist them, because time will come. Because they say those who are not vaccinated, they are the ones who infect the ones that are vaccinated. When the virus comes from this one who is not vaccinated, it gets a new variance. So they will put their laws that you are not vaccinated, you are the enemies. You are the enemies of the society. You won't board a plane, you won't leave the country, you won't work at that place, you won't be a teacher, you won't do this, you won't be this. Now you have to do it. But as a believer, if there is any bad intention in it, greater is he that is in us than the devil that is in the world. You pray. If there is any bad thing there, your body was made by God. And Jesus died for your body to be good health. No human bad intention can overcome the torment of Jesus Christ.
Because he said, if you drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt you. Now, why fear? Well, you are right. Well, it's up to you. But let it not be, ever become a big issue. Praise God. I want to sum up this preaching this morning. With a, with a, a very good story that I really love. That I believe sums up the whole of this teaching of exchange. Follow me very well. I'll just read the story as it was preached. Some time ago, there was up there in Indiana. There was two boys that was raised out on a farm. And they were just as poor as poor could be. Farmer boys. And they grew up together. And one day, one of them got married. A few days afterwards, the other one got married. And one of them went to into the city to live. And he had, be, he had begun to play the stock markets, got away from his childhood teaching. Went into the wrong thing and he played them. And he got richer and richer till finally he became a multimillionaire. And he moved up into Chicago and got out on the great streets and built himself a, a palace. Him and his wife ran to nightclubs and they drank cocktails. And they laid out all night. They had butlers and everything ナバガブランガ he thinks he's having a big time. It shows his emptiness. Take a man, make a million dollars. He wants to, he wants to, he wants two. Now he starts now to long to get to a man that goes to a party and drinks one drink. Tonight. He wants another. Take a man lives untrue to his wife. Once. He will leave it again. Vice versa. See, it is something. And he never satisfied. How do you cheat on your spouse that he doesn't satisfy you? 
You will never get satisfied outside of your spouse. You will want another and another. There is no satisfaction in sin. Might have a million dollars in his hand. Or ten million in his hand. He lays down at night. With a drunken stew on him. He wakes up. The next morning haunted. Nightmare haunted. Nightmare. Troubled mind. You call that peace. There is no peace. But a man might not even have a pillow to press his head to. He might not even own a decent pair of shoes. All able to have a decent meal in his house. But if God reigns, reigns in his heart, he goes to bed happy and wakes up happy. It's a lasting peace. It is something that God does. This fellow had for God the teaching. That teaching. He went to gambling. It came Christmas time. He thought of his body. So he wrote him a letter. One of them's name was Jim. The rich man. And John was the poor one. And he wrote him a letter. He said. John. John. We should come up to see me. Through the holidays. I'd like to meet you. Talk with you again. I haven't seen you for many years. Wrote him back said. I'd like to come Jim. But I can't come. I haven't got the money to come. A check came in the mail. In a few days said. Come on. Come on. I want you to come anyhow. So John got ready. Country boy. Put on a good clean pair of overalls and his cardi hat and a little coat of a different color and boarded the train and when he got there there was a chef, a chef sitting there to meet him with a big limousine. He didn't know how to act. He got in this limousine. Holding his heart in his heart. Looking around. Drove up to the great palace. In Chicago. Got out and went up to the door and rang the bell. And out came a butler. 
said, Nagamba, your card, please, sir. He didn't know what he was talking to. He handed him his heart. He didn't know nothing about no reception card. He didn't have much of this world's goods. He said, I want your card. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Say, Jim sent for me to come. That's all I know. So he went back and told his partner who hadn't got out of bed yet. He said, there is a funny looking man standing at the door. He said, his dress, i never seen a man dressed like him. He said, Jim sent him. Jim said, Tell him, come on in. He slipped on his bathroom. Went down the hall and met this old friend of his. And shook his hand and said, John, you don't know how glad I am to see you. And the old country fellow standing looking round in the room said, Jim, you sure have got plenty. He said, I want to show you around. Took him upstairs and out on, on the sun porch. Opened up the window. Said, said where is Martha? He knew them because they were from the same village. He said, she hasn't come in yet. She was out last night. Martha, out. Said, oh, how are you getting along? Said, oh, not much. John, how are you and Katie getting along? Said, just fine. Do you see the peace of those people who are lost, who call themselves civilized? She went out last night. Going to go out. The children are free to go out without you knowing where they have gone out and who they are hanging out with. It's their right. That's the modern family. And it's so common today. The devil has taken over in the name of civilization. And what is stupid is what they call civilized. Children have their right. Women have their right. You don't have to question too much. Okay, said, oh, is she home? Jim is asking, is she home? John about Katie. Said, yes. We got seven kids. Said, you, you all got any children? Said, no. 
Martha wouldn't have any. Martha tayagala kuzala. She, she, she thought we'd better not have any children. Martha yaloza wakili tetuzala. Interferes with social life. Ebi bija tui ingirida mbula mubwa fe. Bija kujimula mbula mubwa. We won't enjoy life. Olaba we wagagawala nevasoma. Do you see how they, they, they get rich? They are just getting foolish. You know, raise back the curtains. He said, Look here. You see the bank over yonder? He said, Yes. Say, I'm the president in the president. You see the railroad company? Say, yes. I've got a million dollars worth of the shares. And he looked down there and he's seen the great gardens and everything. How beautiful it looked. Mm. And all John stood there Johnny with his straw cup in his hand. Looking around. He said, that's fine, Jim. I'm sure thankful that you got it. He said, me and Katie ain't got much. Said we still live in that little old split shingle house. And said we don't have very much. But we are awful happy. Just then a bunch of carol singers. Their voices begin to come in. Silent night. Silent night. Holy night. All is calm. All is bright. You're young, young virgin, mother and child. Hey, mama, oh. Holy infant, so no tender and mild. You remember it was Mujukira. Christmas. An evening to Christmas. So Christmas, Christmas had set in. Jim turned, looked at John. John looked up to Jim. Said, John, I want to ask you something. You remember when we were boys? And we used to go to that little old red church down there on the side of the road. And would hear them old country choirs sing them songs. Said yes. Said you still go down there? Said yes. I still belong there. Said, I'm a deacon down there now. Said, what about you, Jim? Said, 
You were talking about how much you own down here. How much do you own up this way? John, I'm sorry. Say, I don't own nothing up that way. Say, remember, remember just before Christmas, one year we would. Remember just before Christmas one year. We didn't have any shoes. And say we was more interested in getting some firecrackers for Christmas. And said we went out and set some box traps. To catch some rabbits to get some firecrackers for Christmas. Said, You remember that morning that big old woods rabbit was in that box trap of yours? John said, Yes, I remember. You would get some firecrackers. And you went and got some. Divide it with me. I don't know what firecrackers is. But the way you're singing, I don't think that's a... But put it like that, it was something they used on Christmas. He, he, said, he said, yes. said, John. I will divide anything I got with you. But one thing I wish you could divide to me. Said, I'll give everything I own. If I could walk that little old dusty road. Barefooted. Up to that little old church again. And feel that presence of the living God. When that choir was singing. That old fashioned country preacher was preaching. Said, I'd give anything, I'd give all that I own. Every share in the railroad, all the parts of the bank, and this home and all. If I could turn back again and have that blessed peace. That I had when I went up that old road. All John took, put his arms around him. He said, there were, there were 
Three wise men. Rich men who came and laid it all at the feet of Jesus one time. As a baby. And said, they received pardoning of their sin. He said, and although I think that you are wonderful, Jim, in, in what you've been blessed to, to do, and all the things, but I'd rather have my wife and my seven children living down there on that straw ticks. To sleep on. Then, then have the peace that is in my heart. Then to have all your riches. That you could have. And that is right, friends. Riches is not measured out by dollars. Riches is not measured out by big names and popularity. Riches is when the kingdom of God has come into the human heart. Changed his emotion and made him a new creature in Christ Jesus. And give him eternal life. What a story. Look at what Jim exchanged that old heartfelt experience with and he can never have it back. He wishes he can go back to his days of childhood. Be barefooted. Walk that old dusty road. And that old country preacher preach. And feel once more that all peace that came by that sacred feeling in church. He thinks it's worth more than all the wealth he has accumulated. And old Christian John Although poor, but he has retained that peace. He has maintained that connection to heaven. 
and it is so satisfying to him that he cannot trade it for no price. Oh, brothers and sisters, those two ways are before each and every one of us. You have a choice to make. And once you have him, stay with him. If you have lost it, seek it. It's worth everything. Jesus yes. is worth every money. Yesu asinga sente zona is worth every friend asinga mikwano jona I'd rather have Jesus wakirimbera ne Yesu than anything okusinga ekintu ekiracho na this world of force today ensenu chenzo kumpo lwalero let us sing that song imboru imboru I'd rather have Jesus wakirimbera ne Yesu Jesus than silver or gold rather be his than her riches and toll I'd rather have Jesus than houses all land I'd rather be laid by his name, be as hard than to be a king over vast woman can be held in secret's
Will you 
sell your creeds and dogmas. And forsake all. God for eternal life for the blessed joy that comes in having a proper relationship with Jesus Christ Whether it means your friends to leave you, whether it means your family to persecute you, whatever it takes, you want Jesus. He that knocketh the door shall be opened. He said, Blessed are they that hang and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. The Bible says, On the last day of the feast, Jesus cried with a loud voice. All the thirst come and drink. And he that drinketh of the waters that I will give him shall never thirst again. And out of his belly shall flow rivers living waters. Are you scorched with the burning of this world? Are you stressed and troubled? There is room at the fountain for you. Come and drink. Lay down your burden of sin. And drink on You will never thirst again.
There's room, there is room at the fountain pool. Room, room, yes, there's room. There is room at the fountain for thee. I heart, my loving. Say, yes, say, there is room at the fountain for thee. Come off the stains of sin away. There's room at the fountain for thee.